First Person Advisors is now a subsidiary of NFP, the fifth largest insurance broker in the world, combining local expertise with access to global capabilities and solutions. Learn more at firstpersonadvisors.com. You're watching Indiana Zone, Wish TV, Channel 8. Now, Patty Spittler. The heyday of local television news and an Indianapolis powerhouse named Patty. Our news is just ahead for this Monday. Of course, we begin with coverage of that explosion at Fort Benjamin Harrison last night. Patty Spittler covered it all, from hard news at home to interviewing some of the biggest names in Hollywood. Maverick is your uh, character, and there's a line in there when someone says you're dangerous. Is Tom Cruise dangerous? It depends on who I'm dealing with. <laughs> a journalism career that has spanned 40 years in Indianapolis earning her numerous awards and a spot in the Indiana Broadcasters Hall of Fame. Join us for a conversation with the iconic Patty Spittler on this edition of the Business and Beyond podcast. Hello and welcome to the Business and Beyond podcast presented by PNC. I'm Gary Dick. Patty Spittler has been described as one of the hardest working women in broadcasting. She grew up in Dayton, Ohio, says she was a shy teenager, but got into theater in high school, which drew her out of her shell. That gave Patty the confidence to get into something few women did back then. She became a DJ, starting out at her alma mater, the University of Dayton. Eventually, Patty moved in front of the TV camera, came to Indianapolis in 1982 to co-host an afternoon show on Wish TV with Dick Wolfsey. She was a familiar face behind the Wish anchor desk during the 80s and 90s before hearing loss forced her to step away in 2004. But she is still hard at work broadcasting two syndicated TV shows, Pet Pals TV and Great Day TV with Patty Spittler. And I am really pleased to be joined by Patty Spittler, Hall of Fame broadcaster and uh, an all-around good gal. It's uh, it's really great to be with you, Patty. How are you? Doing fine. I love that introduction, so uh, that <laughs> makes me smile. No, it's an honor to be with you as well. I have watched you for many years, and I admire and I know how difficult independent programming is. So, yeah, well, and, and yes, and applause back to you. Uh, Patty, for the success of Pet Pals uh, TV and the web and all the different things you're doing. Take us back. We want to talk about your, your days on Wish TV, of course, but want to talk about the post-Wish first, and that's the success of Pet Pals TV, getting that idea conceived and then, then bringing it to life. As you said, okay. it's not an easy thing to do. You've done it and, and have been a success at it. Take, take us back to the beginning and, and kind of coming up with the idea and, and how that all that all played okay. out. Well, when I quit, I have to stop with money. I quit uh, December 24th, 2004, uh, severe hearing loss. I have this in this ear and I have a cochlear that they just put in about a year and a half ago in this ear, but I couldn't hear anymore. And I always say when fatal fire sounds like flat tire, it's time to get out of the news <laughs> business. Now I did entertainment as well. But still had to do, you know, the, the news. And as you know, you got that IFB, you have to hear, you have to have two good ears. And uh, it was becoming progressive and it's permanent. I have Meniere's disease. So I quit and then I thought, oh, I can get a dog. 
because I've always had cats and I grew up with a dog. It was my dad's dog. In fact, I found a picture of myself with dad and Duke, who was a collie. And I thought, ah, I'll get a collie. Because as you know, when you go from, I was going from working seven days a week to nothing. I mean, I had my cats, but nothing. (laughs) So I thought, now I get a dog. So I got a dog. uh, That was Louie, my first Bernese Mountain dog. And I uh, spent 24-7 with him, went to the dog park. The great thing about a dog is people don't say, aren't you? They go, tell me about your dog. <laughs> so that was good. And yeah. I realize now I was preparing, I guess, a little bit, learning so much about uh, pets and animals and preparing for my next stage of life, which was a uh, producer named uh, Jason Heath, a uh, producer friend of mine at Wish TV at, some years ago, and said, let's do a pet show. And I said, mm, okay. And I was on a disability at that time. So we started it. And I thought, well, that'll last about six months. So I said, I'll just volunteer to do it. That's 13 years ago. So uh, we're up now on Wish TV and uh, WNDY, uh, WHMB also, Channel 40, and then 23 other markets around the country. And what's happened is I don't know everything. I'm not a shelter or rescue or a trainer or a vet, but I know enough now that I know where to point people when they say they want help or they want to know something or they want. So I can point them in the right direction. Uh, But basically, I'm still a reporter learning things and trying to pass the knowledge along and in a positive way. And I also always say that Pet Pals TV is rated PG and it's the only time I've ever been rated PG in my life. So that's good. (laughs) And it's so much fun. I love animals. I love learning. uh, And I love sharing it. And for me, animals have always and pets have always have saved my life. And thus the book, you know, the the dog who saved my life. They if you have a pet, you're never alone and never lonely. And then there's an only child that was very important. So there we are 13 years Pet Pals TV, eight years for Boomer TV slash Great Day TV, uh, which does we started out in 2014 and then switched to Great Day TV, which encompasses more than just 50 years plus uh, or older. So it's it keeps me busy. It keeps me out of trouble. There you go. Uh, well, well, congrats, because again, that's it's quite a feat and really cool to see. Now, you mentioned your dog and you mentioned your book, The Dog Who Saved My Life. And and so a- after you left Wish, you got this, that's the dog who saved your life? You, you want to know about? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, I was looking, as I said, I grew up with a collie. My parents would feed milk bones to Duke and me as well. I wish I could find that picture right now. So I was looking at collies, but there aren't many collies running more. And I happened upon a Bernese mountain dog. I saw one. I thought, oh, so I did some investigating. Again, I didn't know all what that I was doing. So I I got him from Oregon. I talked to the uh, owner over the phone several times. And we picked, she actually picked out a dog for me and shipped him. Now, what you should do with a breed now that I know better, uh, it turned out he was great and everything worked out fine. He lived six weeks shy of nine years old, which is very long for a Bernese. The bigger dogs don't last as long. But what you should do if you want a breed is you should make sure that you see where the dog was born, you meet the mom dog, and you get full health records. Bernese mountain dogs have cancer rampant running through them. So I got my, my Stewie now after my Louie passed. And also I have Mabel, a mutt, she's 15 years old now. And I got her at the end of life for my Louis so that he'd get going, go outside and pee. Uh, and also have a rescue cat from Indy who named Timber. 
So I got a full house and I live alone. Uh, I'm divorced and this, this is good for me. It gives me something to come home to and I love it. What inspired you to write the book? The pandemic. <laughs> what happened was, I think you know her, my friend Rita Rose, she worked for the Indianapolis Star for 43 years. She comes over once in a while, helps me, goes to, goes to, I hate going grocery shopping. So she'll go <laughs> grocery shopping before we get some stuff. And she likes to come over and see the pets. Anyway, down in the basement, uh, I said, let's clean out. I want to clean out the basement. So she came over and we went through some boxes. And I hear him finding pictures of me with Kevin Costner and me with Robin Williams. And when I was a kid, I found stuff my mom had written about me that I didn't even know, some nice things. And then I'd post a couple of pictures on Facebook and people would say, you should write a book. I don't know how to write a book. So I, Rita goes, I know how to write a book. She has two other books out. So I would tell Rita stories and she would write them down longhand the way you guys, we guys used to do. And then she'd uh, send it to me and I'd tweak it and fix it and add things or take out things. So that's why it sounds like me because it really is me. But she crafted it and put it all together and got it published. Now, let me add something else. If you'd like to get the book, you can go to Pet Pals TV or Great Day TV. Find out how to order it there. It's 25 bucks. We ship it. I'm taking nothing. Any profits that we make, a portion of the profits go to rescues and shelters. So we've already given away about $2,000. And I also, I volunteer for both shows. I do now, too. So yeah, I love Very it. Very good. Congrats, author. I should add author to your to your lengthy list of titles uh, now, Patty. Hey, you mentioned the pandemic, uh, obviously difficult for, for everyone, but especially for you with your hearing challenges and people wearing masks made it especially difficult, right? Yes. And I didn't, you know what even, well, we all read lips to, to do a little bit. I mean, you look when someone's smiling or what nuances they put into their... Uh, facial expressions. But if you have a, a hearing impaired, you really use people's lips. That's why it's sometimes hard for me if someone has a beard, it's harder for me to read. Or uh, women's voices are harder to read. And and sometimes a little girl talk like this, move your lips so I can see what you're saying. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it's, it's been a challenge. Uh, but again, there's been worse things that happen. So I'm, I'm not going to complain. I got through it. I would just say, here's the other good thing about having not, you know, when I quit, I don't have to hide it anymore. Hey, you know, sometimes people say, I got the Patty disease. It's Meniere's disease. <laughs> um, so it's gradual. Sometimes it stops with one ear. I got fortunate when in both ears and it's, it's again, challenging, but if I share it, I, I, I know it helps other people because hearing loss, people really don't want to talk about. A lot of times it, it affects your relationships. It affects going out. It affects your job. It affects everything. So yeah. a lot of people don't want to talk about it. So here you yeah, are. But, but, but you do, and you're very out front about it. You're a spokesperson. So you feel it's important to talk about it. Give me some pointers. Yeah, yeah. you feel it's really important for you to talk about your hearing. Yeah. See, I was, I had to read your lips again. Yeah. Um, well, here's what I found. When you share something that is a challenge or an obstacle that you've overcome, then you'll find people, they go, oh, I had that. Or I know somebody who had that. Not just thanking you, but saying, then they feel comfortable in sharing their challenges as well. And also, as you probably know, uh, I know I told Teresa, your producer, she knows, uh, I was diagnosed with breast cancer in uh, December 
of 2021. Again, let's everybody go back to the doctor. We were told, you know, stay inside. So nobody went and got things checked. Well, get everything checked. We, I had an operation. It was below stage one. So I, I hope this is what. So get everything checked. And I shared that as well. Why? Because when you go in for treatment and I had radiation, I didn't have, I didn't have to have chemo, but you know, people go, is that, is that plant experiment? So that I, rather than have people talk about me, I'd rather say it myself. Yeah. yeah. I yeah. had breast cancer and you need to get checked and take care of things yourself. So good yeah. luck with that. So that's a great, yeah, that's a great message. Let's go back to your days at Wish TV. Uh, you were so popular. I want to talk about that era of local TV news, but first, celebrities. You uh, made your name, I think, in many respects by your great interviews with so many celebrities. I know you probably get asked this a lot, but was there a favorite or a few that really that really stand out? Yes, uh, Gary, and I know you can appreciate this. Robin Williams. He was just. He was just. Some comedians are difficult to talk to. They want, they don't want you to be funny. They don't want, and they're, they're kind of like, well, yeah, but it can be nasty. Let's put it that yeah. way. And I won't name names. Maybe it's part of their DNA for comedy, but Robin was always so gentle and grateful. And I did a celebrity interview for 20 years. Quick story about Robin Williams. When he did the wonderful uh, movie, um, Mrs. Doubtfire. And remember when, when his boobs got on fire, <laughs> right? And, he, and then and he go, oh, no, put them out. So we were both going, oh, no, put them out. And he's yelling, <laughs> and I'm yelling, we're sitting in church, we're laughing, and he's touching his boobs, and I'm touching mine. And we left it because he's just so open and, and genuine. I'm so sorry that, and he, he had depression, he had that what Louis Downey syndrome. And the last time I spoke to him was when I was doing Pet Pals, it was 2014 just before he passed, and he was doing uh, the Penguin video uh, animation. He was doing the voiceover. And I said, don't you love your legacy, your career? He goes, oh, he goes, no. He goes, I want to be now. So you can, looking <laughs> yeah. back, you can see yeah. he felt his star was diminishing because he's getting older. And I think that played a part in his um, depression as well. But again, I remember the good times with him. Morgan Freeman. Oh, what a voice. He just turned 85. Do you believe that? Wow. Just, I've got so many. And I did put some in the book. Now, there's an, another thing. I don't know that they'll ever do in-person uh, interviews again. You know, are they going to spend thousands of dollars to fly someone from Austin, Texas, or Indianapolis to LA or New York and put you up yeah. in the Four Seasons? I yeah. don't know. Because why? Because now you can do this. this yes, and right. It's not the same, though. It's just not the yeah. same. Uh, the last one I did was for a movie, didn't get very good reviews, but she was wonderful, it was Jennifer Hudson with Cats. And that oh. was in December of 2019. Yeah. Uh, I again, I don't know if they'll do it again, but um, yeah, because I was working when I was doing, you know, anchoring the news and then doing five thirty and leave something for eleven, and then I would leave Friday afternoon after I got off the noon and go to run to the airport and then get back at midnight on Sunday and then be back on the air to do a news break at ten wow. o'clock on Monday morning. Now, again, that was that was my life. I don't looking back, I don't know how I did it, <laughs> but I'm I'm glad I did. Well, I, you know, I uh, had Mark Patrick on the podcast 
Oh, I love um, I, saw, I heard that was great. He was, he was great. And I called him the hardest working man in broadcasting. I, I have to call you the hardest working woman in broadcasting because that is, that is a schedule to do that because, you know, it's a grind during the week, you know, on TV. And then you spent the weekend basically working, right? Uh, a lot of my friends, they would just do movie reviews and entertainment and take, and I understand this, take a couple days off, but they had a life. Now, I was married once. Uh, it didn't work out. I got a divorce. I thought I would have kids and it would happen, but it didn't have, I should have allocated time and committed to those things more than I did. I've always, I've been a workaholic, but I enjoyed it. So it didn't seem like work. It was, yeah. it was an adventure, but yet looking back, I can see that personally some things in my life suffered that's yeah you, yeah. you make your choices i'm i'm comfortable living with it and i know the things that i did wrong but i also did some things right so you take yeah. the good with the bad do the yeah. best hey wish tv you were at wish tv during the heyday i think the heyday of of local tv news and the names that wish you know ahern and hey. Knox and rice and uh, Stan Wood, and you go oh. list. You go back to those days and what it was like working at Wish TV and how that was. Well, we were number one. I mean, Mike Ahern was there for what twenty five years. Lee Giles, news director, was there for thirty some years. You didn't leave. You you became a family. I was there for twenty three years. It was amazing. You mentioned Ray Rice. Uh, there was Mike Anderman, Debbie Knox, who now. Yeah. Uh, who left and then wanted something to do. When she came back, she's over at Channel 4 now, and we still get together for lunch now and then. But we again, we were a family. Um, and here's something interesting, too. When I did entertainment, that was not what my contract said. I was not hired for that. I was hired to do the news and do, uh, you know, maybe and some reports. But when I started doing that, that's what took off, and that's what people remember. So I, I, again, I didn't want to lose one thing for another. I wanted to keep my day job and keep my weekend right. job. And it was nonstop. It was yeah. daily, every day, every night. But yes, working there was wonderful. I can't think of anything bad to say about anybody. I wouldn't anyway, but it was, it was magic. Yeah. Patty, as you look at television news, local news now, today in 2022, compared to back then, and I was up the street or down the street at Channel 6 at that time, and again, at 6 and 8 and 13, so many really great journalists, and oh, yeah. not that there aren't now, but how, how would you characterize local news today versus back then? Well, I know some people who are 30 years old and they don't even own a TV. Yeah. Uh, I know some people who, uh, when they want the news, there's their iPhone for 30 seconds. That's it. You can go online and get the news. And you can get some people who pretend to be journalists, really their uh, personalities giving you their side of the news. So you can find someone who agrees with, your, with what you're thinking. I mean, I remember as a kid, you had three channels. You know, so then, and then when I was doing uh, news and entertainment, you did have a selection, but not that you do now. And I remember, you know, people would stay up to watch the 11 o'clock news yeah. because that's when you get your sports and your entertainment and, and weather. Well, now yeah. you can get it all online. So you don't have to watch the news. I actually feel sorry for some of the kids now. You know, the, the big thing they have now 
and I understand why, but we used to have, as you know, a photographer and a reporter, and you work together as a team. Now they make these kids go out, they have to, now the equipment's not as heavy, but they have to shoot it, they have to edit it, and they have to front it when they come back. So there's a lot of burnout. Times change, sometimes maybe not for the better. I'm sure when TV came along after everybody was doing radio and the radio shows, they said, what's this TV thing? (laughs) So what's next? I don't know. It sometimes upsets me a little bit when I see people doing instant news. They're holding up their iPhone and reporting. Did anybody check it out? It's how fast can you get it on rather than how accurate it is or how well crafted it is, you know, or is it lit right? Or, you know, is the microphone working right? It's just that doesn't seem to matter anymore. What matters is get it on as fast as you can. Yeah. We have much more with Patty Spittler, including Patty Spittler, the DJ. That's right. She was a DJ. And we'll uh, talk about that and a lot more when the Business and Beyond podcast continues. First Person Advisors is now a subsidiary of National Financial Partners, the fifth largest insurance broker and consultant in the world. Develop your total reward strategies all in one place with the combination of First Person's local expertise and NFP's global resources and integrated solutions. Learn more at firstpersonadvisors.com. Welcome back to the Business and Beyond podcast presented by PNC. My guest this week, Patty Spittler, the uh, Hall of Fame broadcaster for many years on Wish TV here in Indianapolis, and now uh, for a number of years as the creator and the host of Pet Pals TV, Good Day TV as well. Patty, where did you grow up? Oh, an exotic town called Dayton, Ohio. <laughs> okay. And lived there for a very long time. Um, I was about 28 years old when uh, it was time to leave. And uh, no, wait, I was 26. Oh, gosh, it's so long ago. See, that's why I needed help writing the book. But I, I started out in, uh, back up even more. I was the, the fat girl, fatty patty in, in school and uh, shy, got yeah. good grades, but very shy. And then I got into, in a high school, I got into drama. I played the old lady in the spiral staircase. And I, I heard some of this, and I go, I like this. So got into theater in high school, and that helped me grow a lot. And I always got the older parts because of my voice. That's where we go there. Then going into college, I started out as a theater major as well. But then I got into radio. Uh, WVUD, Voice of uh, University of Dayton. And there weren't many girls, any girls on, certainly not DJing, some doing some news. I remember I, when my father, I told my father I was going to do morning drive, and he told my mother, he goes, she won't get up there in the morning. <laughs> I did. Uh, yeah. That took off. And then I went over to WTUE uh, in Dayton, Ohio as well. They did AOR. Remember what that was? Album Oriented Rock. Oriented Rock, Yeah. Yeah. And I queued up my own records and did morning drive there for a while and then left and uh, went to Pittsburgh, uh, went to Richmond, Virginia, did a talk show. 
then went to Cincinnati, WSAI radio, did some country music there. And from there, I, uh, my, my boyfriend at the time, Joe Smith, uh, we put together a tape and sent it in. And then I, I drove into Indianapolis and tried out for a show called Indianapolis Afternoon with Dick Wolsey. And um, yeah. I thought, uh, it's funny because at the time, general manager there was Bill Stow. And uh, one of the questions that they asked me was, what's your favorite game to play? And I said, chess, because I like to get jumped. And they said, oh, my God, she'll never get the job now. <laughs> and he liked it. He laughed. Uh, and uh, Dick was from New York, has a little savvy attitude. And I was a little spunky back then. So they thought it would be a good mix. We weren't your typical, you know. Right. Uh, duo teams yeah. then the station got sold that was nine so nine months and then i went and they absorbed me and then i did weather for a while oh my gosh i didn't know i, what don't, I, was I didn't rem- i don't remember that so you did weather yeah i did weather uh with stan wood and randy Allis, who's still there oh i had storms coming in from northeast <laughs> I went out and bought the Think and Do book of weather for kids so that I could figure out a little more what was going on. Actually, I got a job offer from New York when I was doing weather because there weren't oh many yeah. women doing it. But I was not a meteorologist. Yeah. So after a year and a half, the entertainment thing started up. I was doing TV. Um, CBS would fly people out to L.A. from all around the country to look at the new shows coming out. And I started out in TV, you know, looking at the shows. That caught on, and then I got on the list for movies, and then it it exploded. So, how did we do it? <laughs> I know. You uh, know, Patty, I'll give you a, a little a secret. I did weather, and uh, believe it or not, in college it was my secret. So, and I was trying to get a reporter job part time while I was going to school at the NBC station in Terre Haute, and they said, "Well, we don't have the reporter opening. Can you do weather?" And of course I said, sure, sure. you know, knowing nothing about weather. So yeah. I did that for a year and it was fun. Again, I don't know how accurate on the maps, but the weather guy told me, whatever you do, walk right before you go on the air, walk outside and look, look outside <laughs> and see what it's doing. So, you, you know, so you don't say it's raining when it's sunny, yeah. but that was, that was fun. Hey, back on the radio. So you just, you were in radio. I mean, you, it wasn't just doing the college station deal. You 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 got into radio right out of college. Did yeah. you like it? What did you think? Did you? I loved radio. You're in a booth alone. Here I am, only child. Worked fine for me. And you can do things with your voice. I learn in theater how to project. And I've you got me in trouble when I was a kid. I remember in grade school. Remember they'd put on the back of your chair something. I did that. It was was a chatty Kathy sign. If you talk too much, so the teacher back run come back to the hall and say, Patty, I know you were talking because I could hear your voice down the hall. <laughs> Radio was fun. I enjoyed, uh, that's back when I could hear really well. I enjoyed, uh, you know, we, come on, we had the best groups queuing up Stairway to Heaven. Plus, yeah. if you queued up Stairway to Heaven, then you could go to the bathroom and come back because it was nice and long. Yeah. <laughs> there was a time for it. Uh, and I enjoyed country music too. I got to meet some wonderful uh, country artists that came to the station. And again, that's when, you had local art, local DJs and local, what do you call it, newspeople. And yeah. people came in from out of town and they'd come to the station and they'd yeah. talk to you. You know, Minnie Perot came in to talk. Oh. I talked to her. Yeah. And she's nothing like what she was on stage. Really? She was elegant, had a perfect, she's not howdy. She wasn't like that at all. She was very, 
that was all a persona that she projected and very well. Interesting. Yeah. Eddie Rabbit. There's there's and all those pictures are in the, the book as well. See what I did? I plugged the book. That's good. Very good. Uh, <laughs> so uh, oh here, let me show you the book. I'm gonna, yeah. I'm sitting on the book because it okay. made me a little taller, <laughs> although it's not that big of a book. This is the dog who saved my life. And oh, that's fine. That was just about six weeks before he passed away. Oh, uh, yeah. yeah, I know it. But he really uh, how lucky am I? I get to do I get to do this now. And again, it's uh, we ship it to you. And it is um, it was just wonderful. So yeah. uh, and I'm not taking any proceeds. They go to rescues and shelters portion of the proceeds. Yeah, it was fun. It was fun. That's I'm glad it, I did yeah. it. And on we go. Yeah. What, what's what's on we go? What's next, Patty, for, for you? Uh, showing no signs of slowing down. You're very uh, busy. You got your hands in a lot of uh, you know irons uh, in the fire, a lot of fires there. What, what's next as you look, uh, look after the people? Well, I don't know about you. I think I do know this much. I, I, I like to be relevant. It's nice to have people say not what you did 30 or 40 years ago, but what you, as Robert Williams would say, what you Robert, do now. Yes. Yeah. And I, I, I find I like that. Again, I took five years off when I went to the dog park with my Louie. So I know what that's like. That's not bad. I just turned <clears throat> 68 years old, 68 years old. And I know a lot of people my age are retired and they're traveling with their spouse or they're visiting their grandkids. That's not an option for me. So yeah. what am I going to do? It's nice to go into the station, and I'm on four or five times a week on Wish TV, uh, Lifestyle Live, Daybreak, on the weekends, uh, and I can do things that are hyper-local and time-sensitive. Uh, there's an event this weekend coming up. There's something, uh, there's a local rescue that you can go to, whereas on Pet Pals, since we're on a national level, do they care that there's an event in Garfield Park? No. Do they care about the three-legged cat? Well, yeah. So you have to tailor your. So, I'm, so I see. I'm still learning. I'm learning yeah. things all the time, and that's. And I'm even doing. In fact, that's what I came from. Just before speaking with you, I do movie reviews once a week again. Did you have you seen Top Gun yet? By the way, I have not. I've heard great reviews about it. Oh, Gary, you've got to go. It's really yeah. good. And only Tom Cruise could pull this off. I mean, he's got the ego and the charisma, and he is Top Gun. It yeah. is. And I thought this is going to be a boys movie. What we did too, funny way to kind of end this up here, is uh, we found my interview from his first Top Gun in 1986. He was wow. 28 and I think I was 34. And it was fun to look back. So, you know, how lucky. I'm a lucky old broad. It's cool. Very cool. And it's been very cool catching up with you. Oh, Patty Spindler, you uh, continue on a remarkable career and you are a, a fun and a really neat person. And, and thanks for taking the time to join me. Oh, Gary, you're so nice. And and what can I say? Look what you've done. 25 years for Inside almost, India? Almost. Yeah, wow. 20, uh, let's see, 24. Yeah, 24. You're my idol. <laughs> Thank you. And again, thanks for taking time, Patty. Uh, Patty Spittler, uh, everyone, really uh, just a wonderful person and uh, great to have her as a guest on the Business and Beyond podcast, a weekly conversation with achievers in business, sports, entertainment, and beyond. And you can download uh, this episode, all of our episodes, inside IndianaBusiness.com. I'm Gary Dick. Thanks for joining us. 
We'll see you next time.